0: latest assessment is that there is no credible pathway to keep the rise in temperature below the critical threshold of 1.5 degrees. This means dangerous impacts for people all over the world. If the world continues to produce greenhouse gases at the current rates, temperatures across Africa could rise by 4 degrees by the end of the century, faster than the global average. Predictions suggest that wet areas will get wetter and dry areas will get drier, And so countries across Africa will experience both extreme drought and devastating flood.
1: When droughts happen, the people become poor. Every year,
2: every month, every week, and every day, it's just problems.
3: Pastoralists are having less time to breathe and recover to be able to fight the next shock.
4: People are going to die just the way the cows have died.
0: I'm Diana Jero from BBC Media Action. And in this episode, we will explore what the future holds for communities in East Africa. For people living in places like northern Kenya that are already very hot and dry, any further increase in temperature is extremely concerning. Jomolalempoko is a herder from Samburu in northern Kenya. He relocated with his wife and seven children from his ancestral land to settle in another village in search of pasture and water for his
2: livestock. The way I see it, things have really changed. Long ago, rains used to come in season. These days, we don't have rains. Take the last three years, for example. We haven't had rain at all. Now, it's the time we are seeing small green patches, but no grasses. Our cows are still dying. If we continue like this, life will be too hard. Every year, every month, every week, and every day, it's just problems. I wish as my children grow up, they will have a good life, even though they won't have a lot of wealth as many people want. I want them to eat and sleep well, dress well, and have good health. That's the life I want for them. Life has become too expensive. Even shopping has become expensive. One kilogram of flour is 120. Sugar, almost 200. Half a kilo of cooking oil, 300. Selling a cow is two thousand, selling a goat is a thousand. Life is just too expensive.
5: The
4: weather has changed since I was a child. There used to be a lot of water and pasture. Now, When we go to areas where there used to be water, we find that it dried out long time ago. Even places where animals used to go to for water have dried out. There is less pasture. The drought has hurt
5: us. A big challenge we face
4: is insecurity from cattle rustlers. We are forced to fight and be armed. This fight
5: is about water and pasture.
0: That was Shadraqliki mine from northern Kenya. Higher temperatures are believed to be contributing to the number, frequency and duration of many types of natural hazards, including storms, heat waves, floods and droughts. A warmer climate creates an atmosphere that can collect, retain and unleash more water. To help paint a picture of what this means for Africa, here is Dr. Abubakar Sali and Dr. Linda Ogalo from ICPAC, a climate center that provides climate services to the Eastern African region.
2: For example, the growing season in East Africa, the data shows that it is shortening the period in which you can grow. And this is very likely to have something to do with the distribution of the rainfall. For example, you get the rainfall concentrated in a short period of the season and then it withdraw earlier. And that will shorten the time period or the span that is needed for the plant. In the future climate, the short rain in East Africa is expected to increase. By the end of this century it is very likely that we will have a double of the current amount of rainfall within uh, the period from October up to December.
3: My name is Alinda Ogalo. I'm a climate change adaptation expert at ICPAC. We live our lives based on certain climatic indicators. There's a time when the pastoralists move, there's a time when they settle. We have settlements, especially for pastoralists, that are centered around climatic seasons. So what climate change does then is change the seasons and change uh, the availability of resources. Like for example, we have a drought, meaning there's no water, as much as there were droughts before historically, but now the period between recovery becomes shorter and shorter lately we've gone from a drought to another drought to another flood so pastoralists go from not having enough water for their pastures so having to move and travel further and then brings up the issues of conflict with other communities because you're struggling for resources after that their livestock die and then before they recover another drought and then they still have to face that and then the moment they're done with the drought it rains but then now it's a flood they also lose a lot of livestock through that. And then when the floods come, they're the diseases that come afterwards. Because, again, there's contamination of the sewage water with the clean water. So you end up having diseases like rift valley fever. And then for many pastoralist communities, being able to now have water and pasture because it's rained. But now because it flooded, the water is infected and they're not able to sell the cattle because there's a ban on export of cattle because of the outbreak of diseases that come as a result of flooding. So those are some of the impacts of climate change on pastoralists. So because the extremes are becoming shorter and shorter, pastoralists are having less time to breathe and recover to be able to fight the next shock.
0: In East Africa, droughts are already becoming more frequent. Before 1999, the region experienced a drought once every five or six years. But in the last decade, rains have been delayed or failed every two to three years. This means that millions more people are already or will soon be exposed to periods of extreme drought. Today, people living in the Horn of Africa are experiencing the worst drought in 70 years.
6: My name is Yahya Saeed Shire. I live in Gardafur region, Belgal district in Puntland. I'm a reporter at the government TV station, and I'm also an environmental activist. Alola and Bereda districts were one of the richest towns in the region. There is where most of the country's income came from, as fish and incense from the neighboring towns came from there. People used to go there looking for jobs, some of them used to come from far districts, and in my last trip I saw that all employment opportunities have stopped and there is a big gap in the economy and the health services in those regions. Most of the people who reside there have moved and what was once populated towns are almost deserted you can see there is drought that has affected the region and it is visibly in the livestock people and the land when i reached there i could already see that most families have already moved from their homes in search of other ways to sustain their lives so if the drought continues i think everyone will eventually move from there If the situation continues, it will affect the Gardafur region terribly and they would face many challenges, especially the pastoralists who have nothing and have moved away from their homes. So, I think they would all move to other places to make a living or move their remaining livestock to where there is water and fodder.
7: My name is Sebugwawa Charles, a resident of Rumiriti in Gayaza Parish, Kitanda Sub County in Bukoman Simbi District. I'm a farmer since I started working and I'm 55 years old. In farming, I'm big because I do business on 50 acres of land. If the drought persists, people will die, because they'll start fighting for food. Just imagine me with a big land, I do not have enough harvest. What about those with small pieces of land? In case the dry spell persists, we are likely to have challenges of water because the remaining water dams will also dry, and the only alternative will be drawing water from the stream where cows drink from. It will be very unfortunate because even the children whom we send to draw water fear cows. That means they will delay there as they wait for cows to drink the water. With this challenge, many girls have been defiled because some men take advantage as they walk long distance to draw
2: water.
8: My name is Shamiz Shire. I live in Jafar in Kud Centre. I work in the rural area. I had goats and sheep, which have now been wiped out by the drought. I have nothing. If we had a home in the towns, we could have shifted there, but we don't have a house or parents. Where do we go? We just stay here in the rural areas. All our livestock is finished. We have nothing. We are just living. Only these six goats is what we have. The livestock was 600, but now this six leaning on the wall is all we have left. During my childhood, there used to be rains, but now there are lots of droughts. I have not heard of places where there is rain. Nothing will be left. Everything will be destroyed, and we will all die of thirst and famine. I pray that Allah, who is the giver, will provide for us here, when we are here.
4: My name is Mohammed Mahmoud. My family and I live in a good area called Jaffa. I have eight children and their mother. I do not have the means to send them all to school, but I have sent two to the city so that they can study.
7: My skills are
4: digging wells, building houses from metal, and harvesting incense. I have been doing these small jobs for 32 years. There are some old women in our neighborhood who receive rations. But there is no place to get water and food because there is no money in the country, and the neighbors have nothing to offer. Only water which has been carried in containers through the sea is drunk, and that is the situation. The drought has affected the whole region, especially elgood As a rural area, the only sources of living were livestock and incense harvesting. But now, we do not earn from either. People have God to provide for them. But if it continues, I think the situation will only get worse. The situation will only get tighter because I am a 40-year-old man who has lived all his life in the rural area. I have seen droughts, some smaller than this and some worse than this. And if the droughts continue, then the water and the food will be scarce. But now in this area, both our sources of income have stopped, and our situation is getting
5: worse.
0: In northern Kenya, South Sudan, Ethiopia and into Somalia, most people are pastoralists, who have traditionally made their living with large herds of cattle, goats, sheep and camels. For them, their animals represent the entirety of their wealth, social capital and standing in the community. These herds are now threatened. Many pastoralists have lost dozens or hundreds of animals to shortages of water and pasture. Yet even for those who have lost an entire herd, changing their way of life would take away everything that defines who they are. Convincing them to change is a difficult task. For these communities, climate change isn't just about the weather. It's an existential threat to their identity.
1: But all my life, I have never seen anything like this. After the cyclones hit a dry season, that has caused the drought and I have never seen a more severe drought before. After the two cyclones, the rains have become fewer, causing a drought that killed most of the livestock and put people at risk. Well, now it is about two years and it has not rained here. Sometimes it rains in far places, and then we go there to fetch water to survive. But it has not rained here in two years. It has affected us greatly. When droughts happen, the people become poor, Livestock dies, people migrate, inflation happens. If the drought continues, the remaining small number of livestock will die as well. And then people will follow because we depend on our livestock for
9: survival.
5: My name is Omar Sarmolo. My wife is Heria Hose. God blessed me with eight children. We live in Topana, East Warata, Topanna Kola. I'm a
9: farmer. <laughs> the
5: climate has changed a lot over the last five years. The weather has been erratic. And the temperature has been rising. The rain doesn't come when we expect it, and it comes unexpectedly. Unless it rains, my maize farm won't yield. And it will only be used to feed cattle. Previously, what we called winter is turning into summer. The weather pattern is changing, and that worries me a lot, because crops will dry up and die. I worry constantly because I don't know how we will deal with this change.
4: My name is Malicha Kor. I live in Walda village in Sololo district. I am 65 years old. I have 6 children, 5 girls and 1 son. We used to have a lot of cows but now there are very few cows. I am only remaining with 5 cows. If things continue like this it will be really bad. People are going to die just the way the cows have died. I want my children and my grandchildren to be educated. There is nothing that beats education. Children are now going to school but the animals can no longer pay
6: fees. So they come back home. As
0: difficult as it is, most scientists and local experts are encouraging pastoralists to rethink their way of life and reliance on livestock herding because of the realities of the changing climate. Rob Ali, a Met Officer from Masabit in Kenya, tells us more about this stark reality.
9: For those who are very lucky to be around the Oasis areas, they might have water, but that water is also reducing, okay? And then for those who do not have, who are depending on boreholes, water is evaporating a lot, okay? And those ones who are using dams, water is going to evaporate. And this community being agropastoralist, some are livestock, others are depending on uh, agriculture. There are a lot of problems that they are going to face, yes, Heat. You, you will find this livestock are at 7am eh? and then if it reaches 10am they are rushing for uh, where to hide from the heat okay and then the whole day up to sat, at 3pm they will never leave the shed okay so they are suffering a lot
0: The current climate predictions paint a very alarming picture. And in the worst-case scenarios, these traditional pastoralist livelihoods and communities could disappear within our generation. With them go their culture, traditions, and stories. There's still time to prevent this irreversible loss. But it will take urgent action. In our next episode, we discuss what governments could and should do to help. This podcast was produced by BBC Media Action in collaboration with the IGAD's Climate Prediction and Application Centre with financial support from the European Union.